Growing up is a part of life. We grow at 15, we grow at 55 too. Spiritual growth is as important as educational growth. Tune in to podcasts from Spirituality with Ranjit and let's grow spiritually. These podcasts are available on a number of platforms. If you want to suggest a topic for future podcasts, do write to me at spiritualitywithranjit at gmail.com. Ranjit spells R-A-N-J-I-T. Have you ever supported violence? Do you think extreme force, cruelty or bloodshed can be the answer to any problem? Who knows about violence better than the Sikh gurus, the Jews or the untouchables who were subjected to inhuman torture just because they wanted to follow their religions of choice? How much do you support the use of mass violence? in response to perceived threats by the followers of some of the world's most famous religions. How we respond to situations is more important than the situations themselves. Violence in any form is never the best option. The only place where some people might validate violence is in self-defense. Even in cases of self-defense, Violence should never be the first option and possibly not the best option too. If we encourage the culture of validating violence in self-defense, then violence can often be misused as an excuse by some shrewd so-called victims who might provoke their opponents into attacking them as far pre-planned plots. So I think in sanctioning violence, even in self-defense, we must be cautious and should consider two important factors, intent of both the victims and the attackers and the imminence of threat felt by the victims. We must see if the intent for use of violence in self-defense was genuine. Imminence of threat should take into account whether the threat was a real one or a perceived one, whether the victim had exhausted all means and ways to avert violence, and whether the victim had adopted the least invasive, least lethal and least harmful ways even while choosing violence during self-defense. You are listening to podcasts from Spirituality with Ranchi. For instance, what is sufficient level of force or violence when defending oneself? What goes beyond the level? What if the intended victim provoked the attack? Do victims have to retreat from the violence if possible? What happens when victims reasonably perceived a threat 
even if the threat doesn't really exist? What about when the victim's apprehension is subjectively genuine but objectively unreasonable? To cite an example, let us assume an individual A passing by a deserted highway at night. Let us also assume a robber B who came to loot A. Now A in self-defense killed B using their licensed gun. So A used violence on B in self-defense. And most people would proclaim A as innocent. But before declaring A innocent, we must examine whether B was a genuine robber and A was genuinely trying to defend themselves. If we found this to be true, then we must examine if A had exhausted all means and ways to avert killing B. Suppose B, being cruel, was using force on A to rob them. Here we must examine whether A could have avoided killing B by either running away or if at all by shooting their limbs instead of their vital organs. In the end, I would like to reiterate that violence can never solve any problems, but can start many. In my opinion, if our ancestors had to resort to violence for some reasons, we must learn from their experience and try to honor them by making better choices and avoiding violence in all costs. If the problems across history have been the same, humans have always learned to respond to them in better ways in every century. So can we. If you have listened to today's podcast, we invite you to share your thoughts. You can comment here or on our social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn.